0: Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast by Opus Partners. I'm your host, Tim Knight. I'm Andrew and hey. today we've got data day. Oh, I, da I thought you'd forgotten about these. Oh, I know. We haven't had a data day in a long time. But the property market is constantly changing and there is new data out from the Real Estate Institute with some big things to point out. So here are some highlights for me. New Zealand property prices bottomed down in May 2023. And since then, through to October, property prices have increased for the fifth month in a row. Uh, across the country, they rose 1.1% in October. And since May, they are up 3.8%. Now, I point this out because it often takes a few months for people to realise that the market has changed. And the reason is, You get the first month where property prices go up and what does everybody say? It's a blip. It's a blip. No, it's a one-off. And then you get the second month. And then what do people say? It's a blip. It's still a blip. You don't know, it could go down the next month. That's definitely what people say. Then you get the third month, the fourth month. By the time you get to the fifth month, you're like, okay, sweet, the market's tuned now. And that's where property prices are up already almost 4%, but some places are up a lot more. Now, I know some people will be listening to the house price predictions we released last week where we said, oh, you know, Westpac's saying house prices go, go up 7.7% in 2024. And you might think, well, that doesn't sound very realistic. But if you think about what's been happening across the country since May, property prices have been going up on average by about 0.75% a month. Now, if you were to annualize that over a year, that's about a 9.4% increase. Wow, there's a bit of wiggle room there. So even if the market slows down, even if it doesn't keep going up as fast as it has over the last five months, even if this is just a little bit of an initial bounce back and then it slows down a bit, we could still easily hit BNZ, ANZ, Westpac's predictions. In fact, the market would have to slow down in order to meet Westpac, BNZ, and ANZ's predictions for what's going to happen in 2024. So somewhere between that 5 to 7%, yep, that's pretty realistic. What's interesting is that Auckland is recovering particularly strong. Property prices are up over 5% in the last five months, and Christchurch is the same. Property prices up about 3.8% since June over the last four months. So for me, the recovery is definitely on. Now, Andrew, where are some of the biggest bounce backs around the country?
1: So, a porta key fell 33%, and that was back in, uh, and it hit, and it bottomed out in December 2022. It's bounced back 24% over the last t- 10 months. Uh, let's choose Gore. So, Gore dropped. it's bounced back to about it's bounced back has been about 16% uh, and that bottomed out in July uh, 2023 um, and it's so it's been in recovery for three months and then um, far north district almost 20% full bounced back about 15% and that's been in recovery for the last six months and so you could be thinking holy hell there's got to be some opportunity to buy in one of these spots but remember these are small regions and They don't have a lot of transactions occurring every month. So the numbers do tend to jump around a lot more than in a main centre. And it's not surprising that it looks like Westland property prices have gone up by almost 19% in two months. But don't suddenly think that that's the place to be investing because that is probably just an anomaly because of the amount of data that's there. But with a Iportiki, property prices there bottomed out five months earlier than the rest of the country. So it's had longer to recover. So that's why it has a more significant bounce back, I guess.
0: Yeah, it is important when you look at property prices jumping around, especially over a short time. Just to remember, those small regions bounce around so much more than the larger cities just because there aren't as many properties uh, selling there. And so it's not surprising that property prices might go up 20% one year and then fall by 10% the next year. They jump around all of the time just because there's not much happening there. That's one of the risks of buying a small region. But let's talk about the main centres because there are some really big bounce backs. Upper Hutt has bounced back 8% in the last nine months. Property prices there bottomed out in January. They'd fallen almost 30%. They're already up 8%. Uh, There's 50,000 people living in Upper Hutt, so I've got a lot more confidence in that data. Mm. Wellington City, they fell 27%. They're up about 7% over the last five months. Quite a big jump. Uh, And Dunedin, they were down 18%. They're up 5% over the last nine months. Remember, 5% is... The standard rate that we use for a lot of these places like Wellington, Tauranga, Dunedin, that's how fast we think property prices tend to go up uh, year on year. Dunedin's hit that. Upper Hutt's more than hit that. Wellington City's more than hit that. So these are some pretty big and some pretty fast bounce backs. And remember, maybe about three to six months ago, we were talking about which areas were going to bounce back first, and we said the areas that fell in price the most we're going to have the fastest bounce backs because the larger the fall, the faster the bounce back. We are seeing that in Upper Hutt, Wellington, and parts of Auckland as well. So if you're going to invest in somewhere like Upper Hutt, if you were thinking, oh yeah, I I want to buy a property in Upper Hutt, or oh yeah, I want to buy a property in Wellington City, I'd say get your skates on because the bounce back is fully on there. Now, one other question that you might say is, oh, hang on, don't think the downturn's over in my area." And that could absolutely be correct. So if we think about somewhere like Whangarei, property prices have fallen 15% and they actually haven't bounced back at all. So right now, uh, property prices were still falling uh, into October 2023 in Whangarei. Property prices haven't bounced back at all. Somewhere like Nelson City, I don't think the bounce back's fully on yet. Property prices are only up 1% from their lowest point. So that doesn't fill me with confidence that property prices are bouncing back in Nelson yet, because that could just be a blip. Sorry, Pete. Oh, good old Pete, PDH from (laughs) Nelson. Uh, Same with Manawatu. They fell 19% up 0.5% in Manawatu district. So I don't think the downturn is over everywhere. Now, for some places, the downturn never really started. So uh, Central Otago district, from the peak of the market, they actually only fell 0.91%. Like property prices in Central Otago didn't fall at all. Queenstown Lakes District, property prices only fell about 4%. So those are the areas that haven't had much of a bounce back at all because they didn't fall. There was not much to bounce back from. So some places definitely downturned Ceylon, so like Whangarei and Manawatu. What's the principle that I'm trying to get across here? Uh, it's that we all live in different parts of the country. And so we are all going to see different things within the area that we Own properties in, or in the areas that we are living in, and what's happening in one part of the country isn't necessarily happening in another part of the country. But what about some of those other metrics that show
1: us the pace of the property market, Andrew? What are you seeing by some of those other numbers? So I think one, which is you know interesting, but maybe not as interesting as the second, is the the number of transactions actually happening. So in the year to April twenty twenty three, there were fifty eight thousand six hundred transactions. Now in the year to October 2023, those numbers have jumped up to 61500 So there's been about a 5% increase for that annual uh, snapshot of transactions. Yeah. By transactions, you mean the number of properties sold. Correct. But the one that I find most interesting is how quickly a property sells. So there's been a slight change there as well. So in Auckland, the number of days to sell in the slowest month was 46 days. It's now... 44 days, so there's a two-day difference there. Rest in New Zealand, 48.5 days. Now it's 47, so there's a day and a half quicker. Now, again, that's not a drastic speed up, but it does show that demand is starting to pick up. We are starting to see a bit of a change there,
0: just slightly. I think we'll start to see more of that because a lot of the time, these figures that jump around all the time, we start to smooth them out by taking more averages. And so when our numbers start to show a bit of a trend, typically it's a pretty clear trend. So I do expect in 2024 to see properties uh not taking as long to sell as they have been recently and also more of them selling. But you're probably also wondering about the supplier side. Okay, fine. Properties are taking slightly shorter to sell, more of them are selling, property prices are picking up. But what about the number of listings? Well, we've actually seen not that many properties listing on the market. We've been sitting at about 7,500 to 8,000 new listings per month for the last year. Historically, it's been around that 10,000 mark. So even if I go right the way back to 2007, throughout the GFC, throughout 2017, pretty much constantly we've had around about 10,000, maybe 12,000, maybe slightly more, You know, but quite a few thousand properties coming to market. More recently, we've been down around that seven and a half, eight thousand new listings coming onto the market. So there have been fewer listings, but there have also been fewer properties selling too. So the number of properties available on the market, the housing stock has actually been increasing since about 2021. We've seen more listings be available on TradeMe, more listings be available on realestate.co.nz. Now, what I think will probably happen though, is that we will see the number of property listings increase once the bright line test comes off. So if National Act get their way, along with New Zealand First, what are we going to see? People who previously thought, you know what, I'm not going to sell my property, because if I sell my property now, I've got to pay the bright line test. No, I don't really fancy that, so I'm just going to sit on it for a bit. Once that comes off, we'll probably see listings increase. We'll likely see demand increasing as well as we start to see uh, some of those taxes come off. So I expect that we'll probably see the housing stock be pretty level for the next year because we're going to have a lot more listings. We're probably going to see a lot more demand as well. Those two will likely cancel each other out and we'll see the housing stock say roughly where it is. And hey, based on that, if you're thinking, you know what, maybe it is the right time for me to buy an investment property and you're interested in a new build, you might like to come see us here at Opus Partners. So many long-term listeners of the show still say to me, Ed, I didn't know I could come buy a new build investment from you guys. If I knew that, I would have done that rather than going to a developer directly. So I just want to be really clear. If you are interested in buying a new build property, you might like to come see us here at Opus Partners. Just go to opuspartners.co.nz. Right, let's wrap it up there. But please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help us get the message out to more people. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Tim Knight, And I'm Andrew Nicole. We're going to be back here tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you. Get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.